Church Unlimited broadcast. How are y'all doing this morning? Y'all doing well? Man, what a pleasure and honor it is to be here. I mean that with all of my heart. For those who may not know me, um, and I know so many of you all, um, it may say it already on the screen. Um, my name is Dante. I get the privilege and the honor to be a, a pastor here at Church Unlimited. I've been here for, for so many years, but before, I, I don't even want to, that's really not that important to me to talk about myself. But I, I probably should do a little introduction. But before I do, Church Limited Broadcast, we have so many that are actually in this moment with you. And they're right in that camera, and I'm seeing that red light. It's Church Unlimited Online. Can you welcome them into this place, Church Limited Broadcast? Thank you so much. Guys, ministry is happening literally across the world right now. But I believe you are the luckiest ones because you were here in God's house. And I believe we have something extremely, extremely special for you. They told me, please introduce yourself. Because I was like, I just want to get into it because I have like a very special delivery that I believe that, that God gave me, that it's my honor and privilege to give to you all. But, I, but I'd be remiss if I did not do this. You know, for those who may not know, you know, I've been very uh, honored to serve in Church Unlimited. For now, Pastor Mill, it's almost been 13 years in some capacity that I've uh, either been serving, volunteering, or on staff here at Church Unlimited. I spent the last half decade um, being the campus pastor right down the street at Church Unlimited Rodfield. Some of y'all may be familiar with Church Unlimited Rodfield and watch God do a incredible thing. So shout out to Church Unlimited Rodfield. And now, yes, thank you for that. It's amazing to be part of a church that has like an online campus and, and all these physical locations as well. Shout out to the Willises. Shout out to the Willises. Shout out to Hector. I see you. I see you. Honestly, you know what? I, wanna, I want y'all to feel the energy because I know God has something for you all. And now I continue to be honored and privileged because now I get to serve as the broadcast campus pastor with each one of you all here at Church Unlimited Broadcast. And yes, I, we're just going to clap 10 times before we begin. And I love that. I love that. And I get to serve now alongside Pastor Bill on our directional leadership team. And you know why that means a lot to me? Because it's, it's all about the mission. Every single day of my life, when I wake up on a Monday, when I'm here on, on a Sunday, it's all about one thing. It's about the mission. It's about what we begin every service with, which I want you all to repeat it for those who may know. It's to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, Period. That's what it begins with, and that is what it ends with. It's very um, consistent with the Great Commission to go make disciples in all of the nations, which is what Jesus asked the disciples to do and what we continue. I also wanted to share this, you know. If you will, um, you know, for those who may not know, you know, I wanted to share, you know, this COVID pandemic time, it was really unique. Um, and I want to show you the picture, and um, I got to show my beautiful gift. As we get to know each other maybe a little bit more, and that, that's a beautiful gift of my wife. Her name is Haley. Please check her out. I know we have a photograph somewhere. Yeah, shout out to Haley. She's like, and that is us not that long ago. That was just, um, that was just months ago. And that was literally days. She said, make sure you say days because I was like, you look beautiful. She's like, I look big. Um, you know, um, that was days. And I was like, she made such a, a beautiful mom to be. I mean, that was all of my heart. And I would tell her that. Men, sidebar, I know we're about to go into an anxiety attacks. Not the perfect husband, I'm really not. But I will tell her, Haley, you're my gift. You're my gift. Husbands, I think that's a good word that you should give your wives. I do tell her that, I really do. 
And also, so I, if, I, if I show you that, I, I have to show you the results. And Church Unlimited Online, Church Unlimited Broadcast, please excuse me, because I'm super, super biased about this next picture. Super biased. Because I happen to think that I get to be and have the honor to be the daddy of the most beautiful little girl in all the world. And that is her. And that is, that is Elle right there. And we just took that picture in fatherhood. I absolutely loved it. I did not know, you know, I wasn't like this. I didn't dote on babies, um, you know, until I, I had my own. And I'm like, I can't stop kissing you. I cannot stop kissing your forehead. And I just love her so much. And I mean that with all of my heart. We may have been this morning, the three of us, you know, we may have been dancing to, to Justin Timberlake and, and Whitney Houston and doing all that. You know, that's a beautiful thing. Dance with your wife and your kids on a Sunday morning. It feels so, so good. You know, I think we might even put Selena on the playlist. I think Omar LaFleur came on, but a little slow. It's a little slow. I was like, we need to pick up the beat. So let's go back to Justin Timberlake. I got that feeling, you know, because um, the truth of the matter is I actually do have a feeling. And I love to be able to show you those pictures, you know, because the truth is many times when we get on these stages, on these platforms, even on these social media platforms, I love showing you that. And that's real. And that's part of my story. That's part of who I am. In fact, it's a lot of who I am. But to be honest, it's, um, it's not the full story. I always say there is so much that goes into a picture. There is so much that leads up to that moment. And I really feel that God gave me something that I need to give to you. Because the truth of the matter is, Church Limited Online, I don't mind you seeing those pictures. It gives me joy to be able to share God's blessings, you know, that, that he has given me to share with you. Church Limited Broadcast, it's a joy for me to show you those pictures. But to be honest, there are things in my life that I'd rather not share with you, if I was really, really honest with you. There's things that I would actually um, keep to myself. There are things in my life that I've actually hidden from other people. But for the cause of Christ, I really, really felt that I needed to share that with you today. Because what I really don't want to share with you is that anxiety, as we're in this Twin Anxiety Attack series, today we learn how to fight back. And I hope you take that seriously. Because I really, really feel called to show you through God's word how to fight back. And I promise you, let me tell you, I've had to fight a lot in my life. Because what I don't want to share with you is myself in elementary school. That anxiety was something that would afflict me and, and sometimes I felt would plague me throughout most of my life. That when I was in elementary school, that I was um, so filled with fear, anxiety, and stress that I'd much rather sit in the back by myself, not raise my hand. Because that would cause too much attention on myself. And if I said something, I may say the wrong thing. And those kids may judge me. Or those kids may make fun of me. So I'm just going to sit here. In fact, I'm not even going to raise my hand to use the restroom. Because that would draw too much attention upon myself. And I'm scared of what people may think. That I'm not going to turn in my homework for weeks. Because I may turn it in at the wrong place, and then I may be judged and laughed at once again. That a form of, and I don't even know, like of childhood anxiety would basically create a very shy, introverted young man. Can I talk to the parents for just a moment? 
Because I promise you, I needed to give you this because my mom and my dad, I remember penning a poem later on in life, The Love, it was, and I, t- I titled it, The Love Shown to Me. Because sometimes your child, when they're growing up, does not necessarily know how God sees them. I wasn't able to like fully comprehend that I'm a child of God, that I was made with the purpose. All I saw was my shyness, my introversion, my fear, my avoidance. The fact that I wasn't making friends because of the anxiety that began at a very, very young age. Parents, loved ones, grandmothers, aunts, they will see the love of God through you before they can actually develop that personal relationship with Jesus. So I pray that you would take it seriously because I know I'm the result of a mom and dad who showed me the love of God before I could actually grasp it by myself that they would actually hold up my arms as a, as a young man before I could hold them up myself. I would like to say that would be the end of the story when it comes to anxiety, because I don't want you to know this either. That would be something that I would still have to fight in battle. That when I went to Baylor University and I was, a, I was you know, you're growing into your manhood. Men, you understand this. You're going to college or you're, or you're stepping into your, your first job, and you want to you wanna reflect strength. You feel like, I remember thinking like, I am, I'm 18, I'm a man now. You see all these, these models of what you believe is, is masculinity, and you, and you want to step into your leadership. You want to prove to, to those around you, to other men, to your dad, that you're ready to take on this world and take it by storm. But to be honest, and maybe you have felt this way, do you ever feel like different than everybody else in the room? That when you looked at the other women or when you looked at the other men, and you're like, I don't, am I the only one struggling with this? Because at Baylor University, I didn't know things about like mental health or, or situational depression. All I knew is that I found myself having to go to the counselor's office, not knowing how to, to deal with the way that I felt. I don't want to tell you that. That made me feel ashamed. It made me feel different. It made me feel like, um, like I wasn't enough. And that's kind of like a minorly devastating feeling for a developing young man. I would have never said that to you years ago. But that was the truth. But I promise you that God would use it. That I would continue to fight. That God would use that and I would have more passion, and I would have more motivation, and that I would have more fire because of it. But it doesn't mean that it wasn't difficult. I would love to say that even as a young adult that I didn't deal with chronic headaches that couldn't be diagnosed. That you'd have an MRI, go see this doctor, go see this specialist. It's like an invisible enemy that just stayed with me and that we could not find the answer for. And I was like, this is what's stressing me out. This, this chronic pain is stressing me out. I don't know about, you're asking me about all these questions. I don't know, but it's this that's stressing me out, this pain. I don't want you to know that. And I definitely don't want you to know this, Church Limit Online, that even as I um, got closer to Jesus, because God would use that time, and I'll go into that in just a little bit, that even as a, a young husband, as God began to restore me, and as I began to actually listen to what God would say about me, but I was still growing. I was still seeking. 
I was still listening, albeit at times from a distance. And even as a young husband, that I would begin serving, you know, in this church, not in, a, in an official capacity, but just as a servant of God, which I'm still doing today, it's all the same. But that I would almost feel ashamed again. I didn't want anybody to know. Because, you know, sometimes when you deal with these things, it has collateral effects with those around you. And that as a young husband, I was like, I still need to call the counselor for my marriage and for my wife. I was embarrassed. I remember walking through that office and being like, they, they see me at church. Like, I'm not supposed to be dealing with this. I promise you that I don't want you to know that. But that the only reason I tell you all of that is because of what Paul wrote in Corinthians. Because maybe you can relate to that. Maybe somebody at Church Limited Online, as you're sitting there in bed or on your couch, maybe you can relate to the humanness. Because sometimes I felt too human, if I was honest with you. And there's certain biblical truths that I did not grasp onto when I was at the university. There's certain biblical truths that I did not grasp onto. In fact, you know, dealing with chronic headaches, I was barely just beginning to get back to God's house. But I want to tell you this. I say all of that because of what Paul wrote in Corinthians. Three times, three different times, I begged the Lord to take it away. I can relate to that. Each time he said this, and to be honest, church, church limited broadcast, church limited online, I wish I would have let this seep into my soul and my heart, especially early on in my story. Because these were the words in which he penned, and I want each one of you to have it, and I want you to have it so bad because I did not have it. He said this. He said, Hector, Victoria, Jeff, Luke, Didi, Dante. He said, my grace is all you need. And that whatever you're dealing with, he takes it even further. He says, and you know what? Whatever it is that you may be dealing with, this is crazy, guys. My grace is all you need. In Dante, what you're dealing with, my power works best in weakness. My power works best right there. You may not know it right now, but I'm going to use all of that, that my grace is all you need. Whatever it is, will you let that just sit on your soul? Whatever it is, because I know in a room like this, there are a hundred different things. Just went on, there's a thousand different things that you would proclaim by faith that God is right there. And the first spiritual truth I want you to know, because I did not, and I'm, I want to give this to you so badly because I did not know the first biblical truth that I want to say is like, stay calm. Now stay calm and that know that God is with you. That he's whispering and he wants to whisper into your ear that my grace is all you need. And that is, my power is going to work through that. My power can work through that anxiety. My power can work through that fear. Because I'm a living testimony. The next word that he penned, it says this. 
So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses. So now I will sit on this stage and tell you the things that I would not tell anybody, that I did not want to tell anybody, that made me feel ashamed, that made me feel lesser than, that made me feel unqualified, that made me feel disqualified. God can never do a great work through you because of all of that. Do you remember, Dante? That's the lies of the devil that he wants to tell me. But I sit here today and I say, so now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. And so that I can give you biblical truth that I wish that I would have had sooner. So that you would stay close. Because the truth of the matter is, if you even look at my story, which is just a little story, the winds of this life will continue to blow. Sometimes the anxiety, the pain, the circumstance is not going to immediately change. That sometimes you will be a teenager and I will have to deal with that. That sometimes I'm going to be a young adult and it'll still actually be there. But the thing is, the difference is knowing that God is right there with you. It makes all the difference in the world. And I want to show you like some instructions, like how I can grab onto God. And that's why today we learn how to fight back. And that's why it means so much to me, whether you're a young man or a young woman, or maybe you've been married for years, that I believe we're going to get the spiritual tools, that we're going to be armed with the most powerful tools in the world that we're going to give, with, give you in this moment. So Church Limit Online, please stay locked in. This is way, way too good. Because sometimes in life, does anybody relate? Church Limit Online, Church Limit Broadcast. You ever like end up somewhere and you're like, how did, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect to feel this way. I didn't expect to be in this circumstance. This looks different than the way I played it in my head. Because I remember um, really, really feeling that way. I had been, um, because of the love shown to me, I had the opportunity to be in business school for, for six years and get an undergraduate degree and, and get a master's degree. And that I've been born, bred, trained, resourced, funded, made a way to succeed in business. That a lot had been poured into me. But when that moment came, guys, you know what? I was going to be the apprentice to my dad. I remember that word because I remember the, the, the show, The Apprentice. I remember wanting to be on The Apprentice because I was all businessed out. But I was going to be the apprentice to my dad. And he had already poured so much into me. But you know what? The, one of the most landmark thoughts that I had is when I got there, everything had culminated to this point. I remember sitting across this large wooden desk, which I now have um, at my home, because my dad's in heaven. I love you, dad. But I was disappointed and so discouraged because I remembered having to tell the man that had poured so much into me, who had given so much to me, that I was dealing with the debilitating chronic headaches. And I remember basically saying, I can't. This is supposed to be like my promised land. Like everything had culminated to this point. And I remember thinking like, I can't like concentrate long enough. I can't focus long enough. I can't even diagnose why I'm feeling the way that I feel. I can't lead in this moment. I did not know that there was going to be divine purpose in that pain. That all of that was, that was Dante's plan. 
but that God was actually showing me grace and mercy through the pain. Let me tell you why. Because he was actually giving me more time to come close to him. It says in the book of James, and I want y'all to get this, guys. I don't want y'all to ever forget this. Because it says in James, when you come close to God, when you come close to God, I'm not in some fancy way, but in your car, like in a place like this, when you are like in your bedroom, if you come close to God, the book of James advises that he will come close to you. And you know why that's so important, guys? Because like when I'm close to you, when I am close to you, I can hear what you say about me. And that if you would have given me the professional success, the financial success, everything, born, bred, trained, educated, made away, I can't tell you I know for sure, but most likely I would have blown past God. We good. But instead, in his mercy, he slowed me down. And I remember saying, I just feel like I'm on the sideline of life. This is not the way that I envisioned it. But that it actually gave me the time to actually listen to see what, like, what he actually says about me. That would actually during that time, and it wouldn't be perfect, but through time, that he would actually uncover as I got closer. I promise you, I started serving. I joined a life group. I got closer. And I got closer. And as I got closer, he was like uncovering my true purpose and my calling. And to say, Dante, that was, that was you. But remember, like, even in Jeremiah 20, 11, it says, when it says, like, you know, I have a plan, a purpose, a hope, and a future, it's his for you. It's not ours. But you got to get close enough to listen to what he says about you. And I'm here to say, and somebody needs to hear this, no matter what it is, that if you get close enough, you can find, and God will show you the purpose in your pain. I sit here as a living testimony of that. So I'd imagine that Paul, I'm about to knock down this table right here. <laughs> Even Paul, I bet, felt that way. You know, Paul got to, he wanted to get to Rome. And he said, I want to get to Rome because that's going to be the gateway. Like, if I can just get to Rome, Jesus Christ, then I'm going to spread the gospel across the world. But you know where he found himself? Some of y'all may know this. He found himself in a Roman prison like chained to a Roman soldier. Like, how did this happen? Like, I'm just trying to, like, honor you, Jesus. I'm just trying to spread your word. How in the world do you have me here, like, chained to a soldier? Sometimes you feel that way? I was just trying to be obedient. But just like in me, like, where he worked through that, even though I couldn't see it immediately, do you realize the words that he had like that he would have Paul pen in a Roman prison that would be a spiritual guide for us today and for countless and countless of Christians and non-Christians so, that the, like, so people could experience Jesus Christ in their relationship and that, it, that he would not only like pen those words, they would minister to countless, but they would do so for thousands of years even to this day and forward because he said this, and I want to give you that first truth, stay calm and know God is with you. But Paul gives us another clue on how to fight back. Because he says this. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Whoa. 
That's tall order. I'm going to tell you why. It says, again, I will say rejoice. Let your reason must be known to everyone, for the Lord is at hand. He penned that from a prison, Church Unlimited Online. Rejoice on your promotion day. Rejoice on the day in which you feel like life may be passing you by and you may not be ready for promotion. Rejoice on that marriage day. And like me, do your best to rejoice on that day when you have to call the counselor to help restore you, to make you stronger, to be that husband. But I believe he says rejoice because of this. The truth of the matter is my anxiety is like, it's rooted in me when I think about anxiety. It's me, it's my circumstance, it's my problem. And I look for me, sir, like for the answer. The truth of the matter is I'm a very, very, very poor God. But you see, Paul, the second spiritual truth says, like replace your worry with worship. He says rejoice. You know why? Because when you begin to worship, I actually take the focus off of Dante. I take it off of me, and it actually shifts the focus to the one that I call my Lord and Savior. And I let him be my provider when I choose to rejoice. Well, I do not want to be making this call to the council, but I rejoice because you're going to work through me. You're going to make me healthy. You're going to make me stronger. You're going to restore me so I could actually live in the fullness of what you have for me. Because it says, in John, it says that Jesus Christ came so that you may not only have life, someone needs to hear this, but you may have it to the full. Like, I want you to have the very, very, very best. That that is why I sent my son to die on the cross for forgiveness of our sins. So it teaches us to replace, like, stay calm and know that I'm near. As tough as it is, replace your worry with worship so that you shift the focus off of you and on me. And guys, the greatest act of worship is when you simply depend on him. The greatest act of worship, guys, I call it that, those those ugly prayers. Those ugly prayers. Like I remember there's times, like there'll be times in your home with your spouse where I was like, you know what, like, God, I just need your help because I don't know the answer. And you kind of walk to the other room because you don't actually want to say what you're feeling in the moment. It's not what what I really, really mean, but it's kind of what I feel. But I see to get, I I, I see to like, I need to get with God. Like the kind of prayers that I remember, like having a loved one in the hospital and just closing in the restroom and say, God, I need you because I don't know how to process this, because I think that I'm going to lose someone that's in surgery right now. And I don't know how to process that because I'm just a man, I'm just a human. And I need your help. That that is the greatest act of worship when you say, God, I'm just going to depend on you. I'm just going to ask you to show up. And it doesn't need to be eloquent or articulated correctly. Like God honors just your call from him. He just wants you to call him. So like surrender and put the focus on him. I have to tell you this because as we listen to the words of Paul, 
It says this, because this is what I want to do. I want to worry, and I want it to escalate. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Basically saying, worry is worthless. That worry truly is worthless. And I can know that as a human, but sometimes in my humanness, that is tough in application. But he says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, guys, by prayer. I did not realize that prayer is a weapon, guys. But everything by prayer and supplication, supplication, just humbly asking, allowing him actually to be the Lord and Savior of your life. But everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, with rejoicing, with acknowledging what God has done, what he has given you. Let your requests be made known to God. He would advise us, stay calm and know that the Lord is near. He would say, replace your worry with worship. Such strong biblical instruction. And he would say, not only pray, but he would say, pray with a thankful spirit. How about you just talk? It's just like talking to anybody else, guys. That I truly believe, like just hearing your voice is so sweet to his ears. Because you're his son. You're his daughter. He's your creator. He, he desires that intimate, deep relationship with you. Because, guys, it's during those times when I was like, beset with anxiety. It's like prayer would be treated, Ricky, like a last resort. Like it was the last resort. Like it was like the, like it's already, things have already gone haywire. It's like the last line of defense. Guys, I'm telling you, it's time to flip the script. Because it's supposed to be like the first line of offense. It's like, that is how I fight in that song. It says, that is how I fight my battles. And if I don't know, just start talking to them. He will respond. Now, guys, now when you say, like, I feel, I feel worried and it's escalated and I feel fear and I feel panic. Guys, the, the cure to not worry is not like, man, worry less, worry less, worry less. No, it is pray more, pray more, pray more. That is the answer. That is how we fight, guys. That I'm going to say that, God, you are close to me. That I remember what you said. I remember what you said, that you said, my grace is all you need. That I declare that by faith. I don't say that for emotion, guys. I don't say that for like, so church limit online, so you could think that, oh my gosh, she's been passionate. I say that as someone who's had to sit in restrooms and be like, God, I just need your help. I really need your help. In my marriage, I really, really need your help right now. And I really don't have the answers. And I'm tired of like depending on me. Because I really want to be an honoring husband to you, like to, to, my, to my wife. But I'm kind of struggling with something. And it's affecting this whole situation. Like that kind of prayer. Like if I lose my dad kind of prayer. Like I'm going to need your help. And he would. Because my dad is in heaven now. But my grace is all you need. I lost the man who meant the most to me. And his power works best in that kind of weakness. And so now I sit here today. Glad to boast about my weaknesses because the power of Christ has worked through me. That I've kept him close, but I had to learn how to do it. 
that I have to learn how to rejoice through like the rain. And sometimes I have to like dance through the rain and say, God, I'm going to continue to honor you. I'm going to expect you to show up because of what you said. Because your promises hold true. That by faith I'm going to believe that when I come close to you, that you will come close to me. Because it says this, guys. Your prayer unleashes something so, so powerful. It says in the peace of God. Once you give the prayer, once you give the praise, you are setting your heart, your mind on a pathway to peace. I remember my dad said, is there any greater gift than God's peace? But there's an order to it. Prayer, praise. And the peace of God, don't miss this. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. The all understanding, because in my human, I don't know the answer. I don't know what to do next. I've been here for years. I've been dealing with this for years. I don't actually understand. God says, that's okay. That's not your job. You don't actually need to understand. I got that. It says, in the peace of God, which surpasses your understanding, my understanding. It says, it'll guard your heart and your mind that God's peace will be with you. And the peace of God does not mean the absence of trial. It does not mean the absence of trouble. It doesn't always mean the absence, like in my case, of anxiety. Oh, but it means something so, so powerful. It means the presence of God. And that that presence would be the same thing that guards my heart and my mind from the lies of the devil. Because it does say in Peter that the devil like prowls around looking for somebody to devour. I felt that way at times. But that's real. But it'll guard my heart and my mind. Say, Dante, look at your past. How am I going to use your past? Isn't everybody on a platform like that and a leader? Like, did they suffer with anxiety? Did they have to call the counselor's office? Did they they have to call the counselor's office again? Disqualified unqualified, ill-fitted, not suited. I'm here to tell you, and somebody needs to know this, that the devil is a liar, Church Unlimited. That he's a liar. But that I have to be close enough to know so that my heart and my mind is guarded so that when I'm going through that pain, that I can say when I'm close to God, I can say, there's a purpose in this pain. I may not know it, God, but I'm going to stay close to you. And I'm going to wait for your peace to guard me and then guide me to whatever the next step it may be. That I may not know exactly how to handle this marriage situation. But I'm going to keep you close. I'm going to count on your peace to guard me, to guide me. Guys, that is how we fight our battles. But I hope the next time that you want to worry and we want fear and, and, and panic to escalate, that you would say, Church Summit Online, I want you to get this. I really, really do. That when I want to worry, that that would now be your cue. That would be your signal to say, I'm going to pray. 
that instead of fear that I would choose faith and it would be like, okay, that's my trigger. If it's enough to worry about, it is definitely enough to pray about. And that you would actually do that. Because that's your prayer, your praise, even in the rain, would give you peace. That's not me. That's God's word for you. The most powerful thing that I've done during this time, guys, is follow that. Because the closer I get to God, just the more I surrender. The closer I get to God, the more I realize that I don't have it figured out. And it's not supposed to be that way. Because remember, the greatest act of worship is dependence upon Him. Dependence upon Him. And that the greatest, like, greatest act that you could ever do, that if we would simply, I'm going to show you, this is the most powerful move. That if I would switch my posture, men, women, that I would switch my posture, that he would change my position. And that I would not only do it on a Sunday, but that I would do it on a Monday, that I would do it on a Tuesday, that I would die to myself each and every day. Because I have to, like, I'm just a man, just a woman. That God wants to be in deep, intimate relationship for you. That he sent his son to die on the cross for me. So that I may have life. That I may have it to the absolute full. That he does say about me that Jeremiah Jeremiah 29, 11 kind of love. I have a hope for you. I have a plan for you. I have a future for you. Just come close. Because I deeply desire to be in relationship with you. And that I find myself getting on my knees more than I ever have in my entire life. If you're here today, say, I want that kind of love. I want that relationship with Jesus. Like, I want that peace. I need that peace. We're designed to need the love of Jesus. We're designed to need his guidance and his love and his mercy and his forgiveness and his grace. If if you're like me, I need all of that. If you want that, it's simple. All you got to do is ask him. It's supposed to be simple because his love is meant for everybody. Church Limited Online, Church Limited Broadcast. And I want to give you that opportunity right now. And then we're going to have an opportunity to begin to fight back. That if you're online right now, that today could be the day that I draw the line in the sand. That today is the day that I learned, because we have learned, and he has spoken, that I learned that I can give prayer, that I can give praise through the pain. And because of what God's word says, I'm going to count on that peace coming. I'm going to expect it by faith. That maybe today is the day where I can press the reset button. That today is when I say, time's up. That today's when I get up. Even if I made a mistake last night, even if I made a mistake when I, when I get out of this place, I'm going to get up. Because I know my God sent Jesus to die on the cross for me, for forgiveness of my sins. And I want to give everybody the opportunity in this place, whether you're online 
whether you're across the country, I want to give you the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. Church Limited broadcast those with me here. I'm going to ask just as an active encouragement to everybody that you would repeat these words after me. And then we begin to fight, and I'm super excited about that. But please, let's have this opportunity for you to help me to lead people to Jesus. It's easy. Please repeat after me. Let's please bow our heads. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe you paid the price for my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. I now ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen.